Have you ever talked with someone and thought you understood each other and found out what you thought was a future possibility is, is part of a present decision that's been made or a past decision that made? You, you think you're talking about something you're going to, going to do or this person's going to do, and then you find out, oh, wait a minute, you're saying you already did that. Uh, it's, it's a case of being confused about past present, and future. And, and it happens. Uh, it, it happens when you speak the same language. It certainly gets confused when you go into other languages. Um, and so it, 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 uh, it can be, for instance, picture this. You're a young married man, right? Some of you say, yes, that's right, I am. Some of us say, I remember when. <laughs> uh, and your wife kind of cuddles up to you on the couch and she says, honey, what would you think of having twins? What does that mean? <laughs> be careful. Be careful how you answer that question. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> because uh, she's, you think you're talking about some future possibility, and she said, no, no, this is a present reality, buddy, and you better wrap your head around it. Uh, it, it you're referring, you need to know which one she's referring to because it matters which one's going on. Well, what's that have to do with anything? When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are we praying for some future event that God's going to do sometime in the future? Or are we praying for the present tense right now? Are we praying now, God, let your kingdom be here? Because it makes a difference which one we're going to pray. And I will confess to you that normally when I think or work through or pray through the Lord's Prayer, which is not something I do all that often, I think future tense. But I am convinced this is present tense, and, and that's how Jesus meant it. So, so today we're going to look, we're going to consider three things. Your kingdom is here, your kingdom is now, and your kingdom is complete, or at least that's what we're praying for, okay? So your kingdom is here. First, and before I talk about let's talk about what the kingdom is, because it's kind of a confusing thing. Uh, and, and, and so sometimes we start talking about kingdom, and people, some some theologies, some churches, branches, really like to talk about the kingdom and kingdom authority. And we have the ability, we have the authority of God, and we can do this and we can do that. And that's okay, I guess. Do you get excited and say, we're going to rule with him? Because the Bible does say that. Let me read for you a Rev Revelation chapter 5, uh, verses uh, 9 and 10. And, and it's speaking about Christ and says this, and when the living, oh, that's 4, uh, chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, and they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and break its seals, for you were slaughtered, speaking of Christ, slaughtered the Lamb who was slain. And you purchased people for God with your blood from every tribe, language, people, and nation. Into your, uh, you have made them into a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. He says that we will reign upon the earth. We can find it later on in Revelation 20. He talks about tribulation saints who will come and reign during the millennium. Uh, since I'm in Revelation, let me just flip a few pages to the right. Uh, it's a few extra pages in my big Bible because the print is really big. <laughs> That's why it's really good for a preaching Bible for a guy with eyes like mine. Revelation 20, verses 4 through 6 says this, then I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus, uh, and because of the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hands. So he's talking about the tribulation saints. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. 
Okay, uh, and so they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This idea of reigning with Him is a is a reality. It, it, it is something that will happen. And, and some people get really excited about uh, ruling with Christ and claiming authority and claiming and demanding things in Jesus' name. And maybe that's what Jesus meant when He said, "Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, so we can reign with you." But before you rule in the kingdom, the kingdom must rule in you, right? You must be under the kingdom authority before you are able to spout kingdom authority. Uh, it, it's, it's just logic because Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, right? He also said uh, to his disciples, you are not of the world. You are in the world, but not of it. His kingdom is something else than of this world. And we are of his kingdom, but it's not of this world. And we are in the world, but we're not of it. And, and so we read what our scripture reading was and what Luke recorded in Luke 17, uh, that God's kingdom, and, and it was interesting how Mike's version read it because different versions do different things. Uh, Luke 17, 20 and 21. Now he was questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming because the Jews at that time were eagerly looking for Christ, the Messiah to come and establish his kingdom. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is, for behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Or, depending on your version, the kingdom of God is within you. And I believe the kingdom of God is within us internally, or it's not. Right? Because where is the kingdom? The kingdom is where God rules. Where God rules, that is where His kingdom is. And where God does not rule, that is not His kingdom. And if you do not allow God to rule in you, then His kingdom is not within you. But if you submit and submit yourself to God's rule and His kingdom rules in you, then His kingdom is within you. His kingdom does not come with outward sign. Right? It doesn't come with Jesus riding on the big horse and, and the armies bow before him and they are crushed and they, they're destroyed like you know the Jews were wanting their Messiah to come do. He says, he's not coming with those signs. It is already here and it is within you. Or it is in your midst. And as he's speaking to a group of people, in your midst is a better way to put it because some of you it is and some of you it's not. Some of you get it and some of you need to get it. <laughs> right? And that's what the kingdom is. God's kingdom is where he rules. And someday, his kingdom will be universal. But it is not yet universal. Uh, but it needs to be personal. And God's God, if God rules in you, then God's kingdom has come. But if God does not rule in you, then his kingdom, you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So you pray the words, your kingdom come, and it's either present or future. So I said my what I think, and now I'm going to come back and I'm going to revisit it again. Are you praying for God's kingdom that will be established sometime in the future? Because it will be. When we talk about, when we talk about prophecy and we lay out the scheme of prophecy, there's this future time called the millennium, which is going to be Christ ruling physically on earth for a thousand years. That's why we call it the millennium. It means a thousand, right? Thousand years, Christ's going to rule on this earth, and, and his kingdom will be here and established. Beyond that, we have eternity, new heaven, new earth. His rule will be excuse me, established and, and thorough and, and, and universal. And so we have this. So are we praying, God, let that day come? Dear God, uh, let that day come. Your kingdom come. Bring it now. We're tired of waiting. God, bring that kingdom. Or are you praying that his kingdom will be established right now? 
Are you praying for it to be established in the world out there? Or are you praying for it to be established within yourself? Two very different prayers, two very different understandings of what Jesus is saying here. And we have to try to figure out which one we think is right. I'm going to actually, I really don't like the answer when people say, well, they both are. Because I feel like that's a cop-out a lot of the time. And yet, I'm going to say they both are. (laughs) It's so much easier, isn't it, to pray for God's kingdom to be established out there? Right? God, come do your thing. Do that God thing that you do, God, that we can't do, but you can do. Why don't you come do that? You know, you know when you, you, you split the sea in two? You know when you flooded the earth? Yeah, do one of those kind of things, God. <laughs> Establish your kingdom here on earth. Uh, would you do that for us, God? It's so much easier. And when you look at the world, you say there's so much sin and rebellion, and we shake our heads in wonder. And we go, how is everything going so wrong? so quickly, in so many directions. And it's like, it doesn't matter what avenue, what direction you take, what you're ta- if, you're talking about, if you're talking about employment, or people wanting employment, or, or if you're talking about weather, or if you're talking about wars and rumors of wars, or if you're talking about, about hunger, if you're talking about homelessness, if you're talking about, I, I don't go in any direction. And things are just getting weirder and worse and harder to understand how things can go so bad, so quickly, and, and oh Lord, Bring your kingdom. Your kingdom come. We need this. There is so much suffering in our world. I, I can't help. I, my mind keeps going. When I think of the Ukrainians, I, I think less about the war and those who are actually fighting the war and more about the refugees. The people who have fled their country and left everything behind except for what they could carry with them. When Joan and I, when I was in the, went in the Army, my, the first place I was stationed was Fort Jackson. South, is that South Carolina? Uh, and and uh, had my basic training there, and then I had my schooling. For my schooling, I was allowed off base on weekends. And Joan came down. She, we'd been married for, you know, like two months, I think, and uh, three months. Must have been three months. And, and she got she got a we got rent, got a single wide that we had for a a place to live in, and and uh, we were there for how much long it took me to get my my schooling done, and then we left South Carolina to drive to Colorado Springs where God intended us to be. He used to have a shirt that said, if you're good, do your, say your prayers and, and let our, our nice other people, when you die, you can go to Colorado. <laughs> we got to go to Colorado. We took all our earthly belongings and packed them into our pinto. <laughs> and we drove from South Carolina to, to uh, Colorado. By the way, with twins on the way. <laughs> Which we didn't know yet, but she could have said, honey. <laughs> uh, but that's all, you know, that was a hopeful thing on the way up. You know, we were progressing towards the, you know, place where you start saying, we need to get a rental place because we have too much, or not a you know, storage facility, we have too much stuff. Uh, we're moving in that direction, but these people are going the other way. And they're lucky if they have the pinto. Right? And I think of how much they have lost and how much they have left behind uh, and, and all the things They've, they've had to put away with. And, and I think about them, and I think about myself, and I think, why, Lord? Why? Why, why am I so blessed? And, and I, I, I have this Job fear, you know, where, where it could all be taken away. And So I'm going to add to everything else I said earlier. Now let's add this. Governments are corrupt and incompetent. And which is worse, I don't know. But it seems to be combined in both. And God's kingdom on earth would be so much better 
we, we look at the suffering, we look at the hurt, we look at the loss, God's kingdom would be so much better. Lord, your kingdom come. Make things better. So easy to pray that prayer because we look at the world and it's falling apart. And I don't want to pray. <laughs> it's so hard to pray, Lord, let your kingdom be established in my life. Because there's a reason why it's not, is there not? <laughs> you know, there's, and when I say that, I'm saying, I, you say, well, see, if your kingdom's established in your life, I'm going to say, well, you know, it mostly is, but there's some strongholds, <laughs> you know, that are resisting, that are fighting back, that have staked their ground, that are not giving it up. I don't think you're sitting there saying, oh, Steve, I wish you could be more like me. I think you're saying, yeah, Steve, that's like me. Uh, if you're honest, I, I think we all have those things. You know, there are things, there are rules and rulers in my life that would have to be overthrown if God was to truly establish His kingdom in my life. Because I would have to yield allegiance to Him in those areas. If you're like me and if you're honest, you're hanging on to that kind of dual citizenship. You know, a dual citizenship is fine. For Rand Randy and Margot Hoffman have a dual Canadian, or Randy at least has a dual Canadian American uh, passport. It's really handy because there are places in this world you can't go with an American passport. If you're, uh, but if <laughs> someone like Randy who wants to go somewhere and share Christ, it's important. So he has his Canadian passport. He can come out and go, oh, Canadian, eh? <laughs> i sorry, that came out wrong. Canadian accent is hard for me. <laughs> Canadian. Uh, say what? Got one right now. Got, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> eh, there. Uh, and, and, but in, as God's people, we should not have a dual citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there. I think that's Colossians. Yeah, it's, it's biblical. <laughs> uh, we try to share that throne in our lives and, and, and let God be part of it, right? So that we have, we have our, our God life and our me life or my my life. And, and we, try to, we try to share the throne with God, but God does not share very well, right? He does not play well with others when it comes to who is on the throne. Very first commandment. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the uh, pit, out of the furnace, out of Exodus chapter 20. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Right? You say, well, he's not, they're not before you, God. They're just kind of sharing with you. <laughs> Right? I don't, I don't put them before you. God says, well, if I say you should do this and you're doing that, apparently you're listening to them and not me. What are these gods? What are these gods you put me for? Very first commandment. Very first commandment that, that he gave. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. In Isaiah, Isaiah, there's a lot because the people were inclined to idolatry. And Isaiah says a lot about that. In Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to idols. God doesn't share. He, doesn't, he does not want... We, we try to share Him. We try to force Him to share in our lives. And, and He doesn't want to do that. Lord, Your kingdom come. Out there, Lord. Let Your kingdom come globally. Let Your kingdom come in this world. But within my life... Maybe not so quickly, God. God does not share well, but we share oh so well. Don't we? When we pray, your kingdom come, if we do it rightly, we are praying that God will change us so that his kingdom come to us and be better established in us. And I want to encourage you 
again, if you are like me, and I apologize for even inferring such a thing, <laughs> but do you ever pray words that as you say them, you have these reservations as you say them? Right? Uh, I say those words, and in my mind I'm going, but there's such a cost. I don't know if I can handle it. You know, that's no reason why you can't still pray the words. Because you're not asking, God, let me change myself. You're saying, God, please change me. You're acknowledging that you're not right. God, I acknowledge to you that I'm not right. Because I have not given myself completely to you the way I should. Please, let your kingdom come. I give you permission to do that thing in me that I am not able to do for myself. Right? Let your kingdom come. So your, his kingdom is here if we'll take it. His kingdom is now. Because uh, after he says, your kingdom come, he says, your will be done. And I have to admit, I keep wanting to go, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And if it'll come out, you know, one or the other, depending on when I do it. But it's kind of an explanation and an expansion of your kingdom come, that your will be done, explanation, expansion of your kingdom come. It helps us to understand what it means for God's kingdom to come, because as I said, it's where his will is done. Where we yield to his will, where the world yields to his will, there God's kingdom is. And where we do not and where the world does not, there God's kingdom is not, right? Uh, that Because it's either his will that establishes it or determines his kingdom or does not. We either embrace it or we do not. And that's what makes it his kingdom, is where his will is done. And, and, and the phrase kind of removes limits because I have this uh, problem that when I hear the word kingdom, I picture a specific geographical kingdom with geographical boundaries and limits and, 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 and so on. But when he says, your will be done, there are no geographical limits or boundaries on that. Right? I picture a kingdom like a nation, one among many. But your will be done has no limits of any kind. And so it removes those limits. And so when he adds it, uh, it he, he is removing the limits from it. Even in my imagination, I don't have a geographic limitations for your will be done. There is no place I cannot pray for God's will to be done. There is no situation where I cannot pray for God to intervene and change things and make it better. And your will be done is also a phrase, I think, that makes it present tense because it doesn't work otherwise. Dear Lord, I just pray that your will will be done sometime in the distant future. <laughs> That's quite a prayer now, isn't it? It's quite an empty, useless prayer. Dear God, I know that you've got this kingdom coming, this millennium thing, and, and I'm looking forward to that, and so bring that about someday. Maybe better after I'm dead. <laughs> you know, not in my lifetime, Lord, but bring your kingdom sometime in the future. It doesn't work future tense. It only works present tense. Your will be done now. You might be able to justify it. Dear God, let your future, your will be done in the future because it sure ain't be doing, being done now. right? You might pray it like that. But can you pray, Lord, let your will be done in me sometime in the future? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lord, I, 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 want to, uh, I, wanna, I want your will to be done in me, and I, wanna, I know that I'm watching this series that you probably don't even like, so that, God, would you please do your will in me after I'm done binge-watching this thing? <laughs> I step on any toes right there? Uh, 
It doesn't work that way. Lord, let me do your will sometime in the future. Lord, let me live in your kingdom. Let me do your will. And may your will work in me now. It's the only way it works. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, let your will be done in me today. Let your will be done in me now. And then I want to go on to the next one. Your kingdom is complete. On earth as it is in heaven. Right? And these phrases, you know, the problem, the problem with the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father or whatever you want to call it is that we, we've, so many of us, some, for some people you didn't grow up with it, it's like this is foreign ground to you. But for so many of us, this is just the path we've trod so much that we don't think about it anymore. It's like, it's like, you know, the path you've, you've never trod before, you're watching where you go. You're looking, you're seeing what's going on. Uh, but the path you've trod all the time, you don't hardly pay attention to because you know it so well that you don't pay attention to it. And we just blitz over this. But, but what does it mean uh, on earth as it is in heaven? I want to say it's geographically universal, as in it's everywhere. Let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth the way it is in heaven, right? And, and it's geographically Universal. And, and even as I talk about the importance of making it personal, I want to say that it's also good to, that's why I say both end. It's also good to pray for this universally, right? Not just personally, but it's great to pray for this for the world. The world would be better if God's kingdom came. When, and when God's kingdom comes, it will be better. And we look forward to that day, don't we? We look forward to that day when God's rule is established and we get to live in this perfect existence. Man, that'd be awesome. Lord, bring it, right? Sometimes we look at the world, and there's nothing more we can pray than Maranatha. Lord Jesus, come. Come quickly. Uh, but it's such a twisted, difficult thing. You know, it's bring your kingdom because there's just no salvaging what we have here. But then we start praying about the evil in the world, and we want God to end the evil in the world. And then we think of evildoers who are near and dear to us. But Lord, not yet, right? Because we want that person. We want that person to come. You know, the Bible says that. God is not slow concerning judgment, as some people count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And... and Sometimes those worst evildoers come to Christ. Sometimes Christ comes and he plucks that evildoer out of his evil doing, and we all look and say, wow, I didn't think that guy could be saved. <laughs> I, I didn't think, I thought that guy was too far gone. I, I, and sometimes it's, I don't even want that guy to be saved. I want him to go to hell, Jonah, right? There's a lot of Jonah in us. But there, it's, just, it's just too much for us. We realize it's too, this is too much for me. Lord, please bring your kingdom. Let it come. Let it come everywhere. Let your done be on earth, will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom spread. Let it cover the earth. And, and it's geographic and unlimited that way. It's universal. And, and it's a good prayer, even though it's a hard prayer. But there's more than simply... Because your kingdom come on earth that is in heaven, and we take that internally. And what do we do with that? When I am in heaven, 
And when I say heaven, I believe we're created to live on earth eternally. There's going to be the new heaven and the new earth. I believe we'll live on this new physical earth. That's what That will be our home for, for eternity, or at least our main home. I'm not saying we're not going to planet hop, Paul. <laughs> Alpha Centaurus, here I come. Up, up, and away. <laughs> uh, but when I am in heaven, understanding what it means, it, it, unless I am completely misunderstood in what it will be like, it will be easy to do God's will. It will be natural to do God's will. There will be nothing in me that does not immediately and always want to do God's will. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be done thoroughly and completely in me. There will be no two conflicting natures, right? If you turn to Romans chapter 7, I laugh when I think of Romans chapter 7. It's so much fun in the King James. And it's so baffling. And yet it's so real. Romans 7, I'm starting at verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am fleshly, sold into bondage to sin. For I do not understand what I am doing. For I am not practicing what I want to do, but the very thing I, I do, the very thing I hate. However, if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law that the law is good, but now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that the good does not dwell in me, that is in my flesh, for the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not what I want. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil I do not want. And I, the king says, that which I would do, I do not, but that which I would not do, I do. <laughs> oh, wretched man that I am. And I go, I can't even, that's it's like a tongue twister of the brain. You know, it's, it's, it's the struggle we have. We have these two natures within us. We, because as long as I carry around this flesh, I carry around the lusts and the desires of the flesh, right? And, 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 I, and they never will cease to cause struggle as long as I'm in this flesh, right? And he says, oh, wretched man, who will deliver me from this? Praise God uh, for uh, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Um, we have the, in heaven, we won't have that. We won't have that sin nature conflicting with our godly nature, one wanting to do God's will and one wanting to do our own. Doing God's will will be quick and painless and joyful. And what that will mean, I don't know. What will God want us to do there? He doesn't tell us, right? I don't know. It's like, it's like but God, I'm, I'm a preacher, and there won't be anybody who needs me. <laughs> right? what, what am I going to do in heaven? He'll say, be a gardener. I don't want to be a gardener, God. <laughs> it's like, what can I, he'll, I... And I say that, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have an answer. I'm saying I don't know the answer. And I trust his answer will be good. But, but his will, whatever it is, will be easy. Will be quick to see. Will be quick to understand. Let me do your will... Unless I misunderstand completely, which is possible, but I don't think so. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me be as obedient here today on earth as I will be in heaven. Let your kingdom dwell in me. Let your will be done in me. Now on earth, the way it will be someday in heaven. Wow. So, so can this universal idea be true and this personal idea be true? And they're, because they're very different, aren't they? They are very different ways of applying that. And yet, if God's word that he puts here is true, 
for everybody everywhere, how can it not be both? Right? And so it's actually not a cop-out. It's actually, I, I'm not going to say well thought out because I thought of it, <laughs> but I, it's actually pretty comprehensive that both are demanded. Both are demanded by that. Uh, if God is God of the universe and all mankind will answer to him, uh, how could it not be true? How could it be any less than both of those? So we pray for God's will to be done in all the earth. And we pray and walk and pray that we will walk in God's will ourselves. So we look at the Lord's Prayer so far, the, the, the Our Father or the Lord's Prayer, whichever way you want to call it. And, and we have, have something like this. We focus on God in His goodness and power. Our Father who art in heaven. We offer ourselves to Him as His people, obedient in His kingdom and submissive to His will. And, and at that point, we have put things in proper perspective. He is God, He is our God, and we are His people. And now that we have established that He is our God and He is our people, or we are His people, then we're ready to start praying and asking for things. And, 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 and by asking things, I mean the very next word, line is, and this is what we're going to look at next week, give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> right? It's like we start asking for stuff. But, but we're not ready to get there until we've covered who God is that we're praying to and who we are that we're praying to God. And that being said, let's pray. Oh, I'm sorry. Could I ask somebody to go to let them, because I need the kids out for a closing song. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Father, I just ask you to help us to truly, when we pray, pray to the God of the universe. And when we pray, to pray as your people who seek your will, who want to do what is pleasing to you, who are submissive to you, that your kingdom does reign in us. And Lord, I know that, that that's a progressive thing. And I ask that you will accept us as we are while we're not yet there. While we are on the way and while we are moving that direction and while we're trying or even just wanting to try. Father, accept us as your people. And, and as we come to you with our prayers, hear and answer our prayers. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and I, I seek your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.